Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Find Your Model Health podcast, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, and biohacker. I hope you're all keeping really well on this sunny January morning. I may be overly optimistic because I can hear the birds chirping outside the window, but spring is definitely coming and I couldn't be any more excited. So this week's episode, episode 209, we are looking at the pros and cons of one of my favorite foods ever, coffee. I know many people are eager to hear this um, and I hope all the information in this podcast episode helps you utilize coffee as a tool a lot better not just in your life, but on your health journey, because this stuff is important. Coffee has its bright and its dark sides, but we need to understand them. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, coffee is one of my favorite foods or substances or beverages. I thoroughly enjoy my coffee. I don't need coffee, but I want coffee. And that's an important line to understand. I always watch for the words my clients use around coffee because that will tell me their dependency on it. And that's something we have to watch as we'll find out as we move through this episode. So let's first look at the pros of coffee. So coffee has a lot of nutrients and antioxidants. I think many people are aware of the antioxidant aspect with the polyphenols from the coffee bean. And I know my clients are aware of coffee and caffeine as a cert food or a sirtuin activator. But coffee also has some B vitamins. It has magnesium and potassium along with the caffeine the polyphenols and the nutrients can be very beneficial for many things like brain health and cognitive performance. According to one review of 13 studies, people who regularly consumed caffeine had a significantly lower risk of developing Parkinson's disease. And that's not it. What happens or what's more is caffeine consumption also slowed the progression of Parkinson's disease over time. Then there was another review of 11 observational studies in more than 29,000 people that also found that more the more coffee people consumed, the lower the risk of Alzheimer's. And several other studies have demonstrated that moderate coffee consumption could be associated with a lower risk of dementia and cognitive decline. Now, obviously, Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, cognitive decline all comes back to that brain health. So these polyphenols and nutrients, they're doing a lot more than you think. And they also help with inflammation and oxidation in the body. And I was asked the other day what oxidation was. And I said, just think of oxidation as rusting in the body, which eventually evolves into 
poor health and disease. So if you think of a gate rusting, if it continues to rust over time, you're going to have to get rid of that gate. Some studies have found that drinking coffee could also be associated with a lower risk of depression, which I don't think many people have heard before. Um, but I can send you the link to that study if you want, or you can, let me see if I can find it really quick. So uh, a 10 year study found a connection between lower risks for suicides. Um, and this study is titled, Coffee, Caffeine and Risk of Depression Among Women. So you can go check that out. Okay, caffeine dampens adenosine. Adenosine is a neurotransmitter inhibitory molecule like GABA. And you know I'm Ga one of GABA's biggest friends. I use it personally. I use it with all of my clients. I just love GABA. But adenosine helps calm us down and relax us. But caffeine binds to the adenosine receptors, which then boosts dopamine and other energizing neurotransmitters so we can focus and get pumped and get our work done. This is how caffeine helps with productivity and energy. One small study found that consuming caffeine increased time to exhaustion during a cycling exercise by 12% and significantly reduced subjective levels of fatigue in participants. Like that's quite a difference. If you're regular exercise, you'll know like 12% is a huge difference in performance. Now this would obviously help with endurance and performance in other athletes and in the gym, of course. Caffeine has about an eight-hour half-life in most people. That's important to understand. Okay, eight hours before half of the concentration is gone. So we have to be careful about the time we consume it because we don't want that caffeine still dampening our adenosine later in the day when we're getting ready to relax or wind or even timing it around the workout is going to be important. But... Coffee also helps with vagus nerve and bile acid stimulation. And I've noticed more and more people now are starting to wake up to the idea of the vagus nerve and how it works and its importance. Um, so when we stimulate these, they help with the production of gastrin, which is how coffee can help some people poop. This is not just the caffeine either. We see this with people and decaf coffee too. Even just the smell of coffee can cause some people to rush to the bathroom. Okay, next, coffee could support liver health and protect against disease. One study found that drinking more than two cups of coffee per day was linked to lower rates of liver scarring and liver cancer in people with liver disease. Um, other research shows that the more coffee people drank, the lower their risk of death from chronic disease was. Drinking one cup of coffee per day was tied to a 15% lower risk, while drinking four cups was linked to a 71% lower risk. That's a huge difference. Another more recent study from October 2021 
found that coffee consumption was associated with decreased liver stiffness, which is a measure healthcare professionals use to assess fibrosis, the formation of scar tissue in the liver. And before I go on, if you do want the links to any of these studies that I'm referencing, just reach out to me and I'll be happy to send them to you. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Shemaine's Model Health, or you can go through my website, shemainesmodelhealth.com, and there's a contact me button there, and I'll be happy to get this information to you. Okay, I'm sure this is the one everyone has been waiting for, but caffeine can also help with lipolysis. This means the breaking down of fat. Studies show us that having some caffeine before a workout can not only be used for that energy and focus, but also increasing fat burning, especially when taken in a fasted state. This can also be really helpful with detoxification and improving metabolic flexibility. And this would be where that insulin sensitivity and fat metabolism comes into. In fact, one review of 30 studies found that each cup of coffee people consumed per day was linked to a 6% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Coffee also has benefits around longevity and anti-cancer, and this would come back to those polyphenols and anti-inflammatory effects and possibly the anti-depression effects or benefits, but this doesn't mean you say, okay, here I go to drink 10 cups of coffee because I want all that fat burning and the benefits. No, we have to understand that coffee also has a dark side too. So let's move on and look at that. Let's look at the cons of coffee. So we've got all these amazing benefits, but what are the cons? Okay, so coffee does stimulate the adrenals and the central nervous system. So the caffeine will cause a spike in catecholamines. These are stress hormones, specifically adrenaline and cortisol. And this is fine if we want, if we already have healthy adrenal function, but not so good if you're having adrenal issues and stress and even anxiety issues. This is where we might see jitters and increased anxiety and heart palpitations and flutters from people who consume coffee that are dealing with other issues. This is why we have to be careful with how we use caffeine. One hack for this is to add a small amount of fat to your coffee. My favorite is organic heavy whipping cream. And what this does is it can help with slowing down the release of the caffeine. So you get that more steady flow rather than that big caffeine hit. And then the quality of the coffee is also very important in this. We always want our coffee to be organic and as clean as possible. And this goes for the mold toxins that can cause issues to the adrenals and the central nervous system and even the immune system. We want to go for single estates or single source, no blends if you can. Um, and if you already have anxiety and adrenal issues, you probably already know if you have issues with coffee and caffeine. Now, if you love coffee and you know you have adrenal and anxiety issues and you don't want to get rid of the coffee, 
then firstly, I would look at your quality and cleanliness and sourcing of the coffee. Look at that first. See if that makes a difference by changing that. Then look at adding in some fat to slow release. See if that makes a difference. Like there's always ways. There's other things we can do. Then um, look at the words you use around coffee. Like I said at the start, that tells me a lot. So I, I don't restrict my clients. I, I mean, I do restrict them in the amount of caffeine they can have in a day, but I don't tell them, no, you can't ever have your coffee again. I'm just looking to make it optimal, make it healthier for them, support them rather than take away from them. Okay, so next, what I said above with caffeine having a half-life of eight hours, this is where sleep issues come in. This comes back to timing your coffee. Generally, I say no caffeine after about noon. If there's no sleep or adrenal issues, some people might be okay to go as far as 2 p.m. with caffeine, but the timing is something I'm always conscious of and watching. Coffee is also a diuretic, um, as mentioned earlier with the gastrin and the vagus nerve stimulation, but generally this is not a big deal because coffee is made with water and it contains potassium and potassium is needed for hydration for the sodium and potassium pump. Um, but it is something to keep an eye on if you're just fueling yourself or hydrating with coffee all day and not actually getting like water in, then, th then there's going to be a problem. And it also takes consuming a large amount of caffeine to experience diuretic effects for anyone that has dehydration problems. Um, that thinks, well, my one cup of coffee could be causing it a day, even though they're good with all their other water. No, that would be something else. That's That could be stress, that could be sodium issues, could be mineral deficiencies, could be low carb, could be lots and lots of things there. So we have an abundance of benefits with caffeine. And, and I know this podcast is about coffee and caffeine, but I'll remind you dark chocolate is very high in caffeine, green tea, yerba mate, oolong tea, chai tea. So you want to watch out for these caffeines where you're getting them in other places. Um, the, the pros, in my opinion, really, really outweigh the cons when we look at coffee for health. The, the cons really come in when you're looking at if you're already having adrenal issues, your dosage and your sourcing, the quality of your coffee, that's where the cons come in. And that's like, apart from the adrenal issues can obviously be more challenging to address that. But I mean, getting your hands on a good quality coffee, organic, clean, single estate, um, adding in your fats, your coconut cream, your heavy cream, even MCT if you want to, they're easy fixes so that you can get the benefits. And then if there is the adrenal and anxiety issues, then we're looking at the dosage and we're looking at the timing. And I'm sure at that stage, you're already fixing your adrenals and anxiety with other tools and health practices. But um, that's it. Like coffee, in my opinion, is amazing. I love the taste of coffee. I really enjoy my coffee. I don't need my coffee, but I want my coffee. That's important. And um, yeah, if you have any more questions around coffee, feel free to reach out to me. Ask me for the references, the studies. Please share this with anyone you think may benefit from this information. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Stay positive.
things are going to get better. I can feel it. And like I said, spring is coming. So take care, everyone. And I will chat to you guys really, really soon. Bye.